What is up gamers? Chris here and welcome to episode 6 of Horton Brothers Grimm, a video game podcast. It is a pleasure to be here again with you guys. And today joining me of course is my two brothers, awesome as they are, Scott and Zach. What's up fellas? Hey, hey. What is happening? So guys, we are excited to bring you another episode. We are pumped. We got three awesome games to talk about today. But before we talk about that, you know what we're going to talk about. Please, guys, we urge you to leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Subscribe to us on any podcast service that you listen to us on. Helps us no matter what. The five-star rating on iTunes, of course, drives big-time audience listening levels. And we would appreciate it if you guys would take care of that. And we have 16 five-star ratings, by the way. Oh, 16. Nice. That's, That's great. Thank you. Thank you. And we really appreciate everybody who has left that five-star rating. So, again, you're awesome. And we appreciate all of your support. Now, make sure when you do leave that five-star rating, put a comment. All right? Put a comment. And this week, I think we're going to go with what will probably be the most memorable moment in this episode. We're going to put Scott Scorn <laughs> in that comment, guys. Type Scott Scorn, because we got a juicy one for you later in the future game. I'm I'm afraid it's going to cause a lot of uh, problems. Yes, I'm I'm certain it could probably ruffle some feathers. I'm afraid, I'm hoping it doesn't, but you never know. What are you talking well, about it, feathers? You're talking about costume makers here. <laughs> I know, right? We'll see. I think we'll be safe. I think we'll be safe as long as it doesn't reach Kim Jong Un. We're good. Oh my God! <laughs> with the with the fake supermarkets and all. <laughs> oh my God! So today, guys, three games. As always, we're going to start talking about the game from the past, which is Bloodthorn. No, no, it's Bloodthorn. No. What the? F- I'm out what? of here. I quit. <laughs> Blood. Is that Bloodthorn? Black- Blackthorn. Thorn. Come on, man. Oh, Blackthorn. Okay, yes. Something. You know he needs I'm gonna punch him. <laughs> I call it I call it Bloodthorn because it probably gets my blood curling. It's very tough game. Blackthorn from Blizzard. It's on the Super Nintendo and I think other systems as well. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was on the Sega as well. I'm not sure though. Don't give me a line to you. I know some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's on Sega. That's I was fixing to say, Zach, you might have some notes on that. <laughs> um, and then our present day game is another Blizzard game, Diablo 3, chose by Scott. Yeah, that game. Yep, yep. That's two Blizzard games right there, boys. Two Blizzard games. And you would think that we'll keep a little theme going, and I would pick a future game from Blizzard, but nah. No. Tonic shot it in the foot. I picked the game Jump Force, which unites Naruto. Dragon Ball Z, and One Piece, which is my favorite anime. One Piece. Right now. Is that right like now, monotony? One Piece. <laughs> no, it's just One Piece. And we'll talk about Jump Force. It's a awesome fighting game that's coming up next year, 2019. All right, so let's get started. Zach. What? You picked the game Blackthorn. No, I didn't. Oh, and yeah, so now you must talk about it. Sure. Give everybody the juicy information you have. It's not a lot of juicy information. It's just badass information, if you want to put it that way. So one thing I did not know growing up and playing this game is there were two different basic, uh, I guess, families or whatever have you. So in the beginning of this game, the ruler at the time can't choose who he wants as his successor. So he takes both his sons into the desert, and he kills himself. I'm wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so his body actually turns into two stones, a light and a dark. He gives one. I'm, I'm not sure how he gives one to each boy after he's already killed himself. It makes zero sense, right? Maybe it was his ghost, story. man. I guess. Uh, you know, Casper flying through, handing out jewels. <laughs> but anyway, um, the people of the Lightstone, they form a kingdom of Androth. And the people of the Darkstone form Kadrasul, 
And uh, the story goes, the Androth people respect their stones, so they stay light, blah, la 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 la. The Kadrasul, they reject theirs, so they become monsters, sort of like, um, I guess, the, the Dark World, like on Zelda. They turn into fucking pigs and stuff like that. And uh, I guess a Kadra is what they ended up calling themselves instead of the Kadrasul. Um, one named Sarlacc actually takes over and attacks the Androth people. And the king there uses the magician um, to send his son Kyle to Earth to basically save him. But if you think about it, Sarlacc or is, is part of Kyle's family. Technically, I guess. I don't know. Part of their family. Somehow, did that, whatever. His uncle or something was the ruler in the beginning. And, you know, of course, they all just wanted to dance around and praise the darkness, I guess you would call it. You know, they turned into some (laughs) weird-looking crap. My favorite part of this game was walking through the level. It's a 2D platformer, basically. And you're walking through, and all your Androth buddies are all chained up and shit. And instead of just, like, walking up and unchaining them, get them to help you, you just keep walking right past them. They're like, hey, buddy. He's like, hey, what's up? And they, like, give you a bomb. I'm like, if you had this bomb the whole time, what the hell are you still doing in here? That's right. So. So, wait a second here. Go ahead and ask. I've, I'm sitting here reading this stuff here that you've made notes of. Uh-huh. And I'm clueless. <laughs> this is confusing. So many different names and stuff. Androth, Cadrasols, Galadriels, King Vlaros. And I no, well, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, but so the, King Vlaros <laughs> was at the beginning and it showed him sending away Kyle. The, the, Kyle, the person, is who is the hero. Yeah, the person comes, I guess he gets the shotgun on Earth. I don't know. Because, yeah, it's most likely. Because you come with a damn double barrel, and the monsters have, like, machine guns. It makes zero sense. Like, why can't I bring a machine gun? Or why can't I bring something cool? Um, but like I was telling you, the prisoners are hanging from the wall. It's the, it's, don't save them. Don't save them. Just walk right on past them. So if you shoot in the wrong direction, you can actually shoot the prisoners on the wall. Wow. So Yeah, I remember doing that, actually, on this game. You guessed it. That was my favorite part. <laughs> just point I'm like you're too stupid to get out of chains blam I have no time for you sometimes I would like oh, maybe this time I'll, I'll play through this game several times uh, there's like four different little sections that you can get into but we'll talk about that in a minute it's like some swamps and some mines and uh, it doesn't really matter it's all about the same basis you're just going through killing the bad guys beating the level trying to basically get to Sarlacc and escape or, you know, get everybody freed up. But if they're all well, still you... in chains, they're all dead. Yeah, you're trying to kill Sarlacc, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take over. You're trying to kill Sarlacc for revenge, uh, for, like, killing all your people, basically. Let my people go! And there we go. <laughs> Some musical tunes from Chris. Yes, that's what I do here. Right, right. So there was some so, ports of this game. Um, they were released with some modified graphics for the Sega 32X. Um, of course, there was the SNES version. There was a PC version. And classic Mac OS. Weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty so crazy. Four versions, right? When did it initially come out? What was the first? Oh, uh, it was the 90s. It was like 93? I do believe. I know in 95, it was on the Sega 32X. So, an SNES was 93, 94, somewhere right in there. Okay. I was just curious. Oh, that's okay. Um, let's say 10 years later, Blizzard did release it again as a free download through Battle.net. Which I missed somehow. I, I'm not sure how the hell I missed it because I was playing World of Warcraft at the time. 
Um, so that was probably around what 2006. Uh, let's see, t- t- ten years later, past ninety. To, let's see, 2003. It was should have been 2013. Oh wow! Um, because it said a port of the game was sent to the Game Boy Advance in 2003, um, and then ten years later was released on Battle.net, and somehow I missed it. Me, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, how. I know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. How do you? How did how do we how did they port that to the Game Boy Advance? Dude, I bet it was that, easy because they they you know they put uh, the ga- uh, Earthworm Jim on the Game Boy Advance. But was it like true to the like they it, probably it had like to the take out N- stuff? No, no, right? no, no, no. It was just reduced resolution. Oh wow! It was this? It was a Super Nintendo version. Well, that's pretty reduced cool. Reduced resolution and it looked oh. pretty good. Probably find a good emulator to play the Game Boy Advance one on. Well, why not just play the Super Nintendo version? Did they change the controls on it any? Made them because that's one thing I didn't like about Blackthorn was the controls. No, if you, it was very go ahead difficult. If you're if you not play it a lot, to me when you first start playing it, it's kind of it was wonky how to aim the gun and stuff well, like that's that. Because you had to put the gun up to run and jump, which is realistic. I mean, who's going to run and jump and then grab a ledge with a shotgun in their hand? Nobody. Oh well, yeah, I mean it is realistic. I know that. I'm just. It was kind of tedious, though. Very tedious game. You got to be very patient to get through this game. My question is, how did Kyle figure out that he came from Androth? If he um, look, he was sent to Earth. To- Do what now? I said it says in your notes up there that uh, Galadriel or something came to see him. How did Galadriel get out of there? Sarlacc like killed everybody. See, Kyle begins having. It says Kyle begins having strange dreams and is eventually confronted by Galadriel. He's told that it's time to return to Tull and save his people. I'm guessing that I'm. I did not read that. (laughs) (laughs) whoopsie um that's okay so (laughs) thanks thank you scott no scotty waddy that's what brothers do that's what brothers do we gotta call but anyways yeah so i guess i skipped that due to the fact that i thought everybody died anyways galadriel's a magician too galadriel's a magician merlin Man, he was Androthy. But it sounds like a Game of Thrones character. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, it a lot of these names are very um World of well, Warcraft. Sarlacc. Take Sarlacc for instance. Sarlacc is uh the the giant pit monster in Star Wars out in the Tatooine Desert. Cool. Oh yeah, that's true. And then uh It was early Blizzard Boys. That's true. That's true. And then one of the levels is the Karelian Forest? Mm-hmm. It sure was. I mean, one of the freighters in Star Wars. It's spelt differently, but it's a Karelian freighter. Ooh, Blackthorn is tied into Star Wars. Nice, good job, Blizzard. Very nice. I like Blackthorn. My favorite game. Blackthorn is a good that, game. I enjoyed playing it. They actually could use Blackthorn to spice up the current Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Just walk through and start shooting all the slaves. Yeah, yeah. Like you like put uh you put Kyle with Ray right, and they're in this prison. And Ray's like, "Oh my God, these people are so sad. We got to help them." He's like, just blows one of them's head off. Spoiler with alert! With a shotgun. <laughs> He's like, "Well, that fixed that." <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to save them now, uh, honey. French fried potatoes. <laughs> 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 Like, we can just get the movie going now, is what he's like. Hey, Ray, let's keep the movie going. Don't worry about these people. I'm just going to shoot their heads off. It's fine. So what else you got for us on this game? Well, really nothing else. It's uh, He's got a, of course, we're talking about his, his shotgun. It's a pump shotgun, not a double barrel. So excuse me if I call it a double barrel earlier. Um, I thought it was a double barrel, too. Don't feel bad. I, you know why? Double barrels are cooler. That's why. I mean, I guess I like the double barrel better in any game I've ever played. So, yeah, especially when it's sawed off. Mm-hmm. What's crazy yeah. is the way you dodge bullets. Is if they're you just like press yourself up against a wall. Yeah, 
And there, I just remembered that. And there, there might not even be anything to get behind. You just like press yourself up against the wall, and the 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 orc would shoot. Yeah, there's orcs in this game, people. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, clearly they are using them in World of Warcraft, but we'll talk about that later. So you press yourself against the wall. You wait for the shot to go by. Or you wait for them to shoot, and they only shoot like twice, so it's like boom, boom. I guess they're saving uh, ammo or something. And then you just pop out, shoot them in the face a couple of times, and you're done. So That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's all you got to say about Blackthorn? That's all I have to say about Blackthorn, because there's really not much more to say except for play the game. I guarantee you'll love it. Um, like I said, it's in my top 10 of all time games, uh, to play. And I, I used to just power my damn emulators up just to play this game for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And of course there's passwords in this uh, game. So it's only like a four letter password. So if you get certain places, uh, you write down your password. It's not like a Mega Man password where you have to remember pictures and it's like a big checkerboard of pictures for Mega Man. So, just saying, we could have used a lot more batteries back in the SNES days. No doubt. Oh, no doubt about it. One thing I liked about Blackthorn was the environments and the aesthetic of it. It was very creepy. Very, it's kind of like intimidating. An environment is. It's the way it looks. It's the way it's designed. You know you're in a you know you're in a hell of a lot of trouble when you're walking around in there. It yep. just I like I like the way the game made me feel. It was very it just made me feel uh, just kind of I guess anxious, kind of nervous because of the way everything looked and how creepy the dungeons and things like that were, and all the people tied up and moaning and stuff like that. Was, I like the moaning was, part the most. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you the game right. the game was super unforgiving. You screwed up. You knew it. Yep. Oh that's yeah. Right. You didn't cut. It you didn't did. cut you any slack. Favorite weapon in the game was the B bomb. What did the B bomb do? And you, f- it was a remote control B, and you flew it up like through a hole in the floor and blew up the big monsters. You don't nice. remember? That I, say, I don't remember that one. Okay. See, there's, there's, there's your bombs and bees again, there, yeah, bro. Bombs and bees. Yes. Bombs and bees cannot be stopped. It's a bee that is a bomb. That's just true. A bee that is a bomb? Mm-hmm. Bee bomb. Can't stop it. Guys, remember that. If you're listening to this podcast, if you get a video game and you have the option to equip bees and bombs. Do it. Do it. You'll never lose. Do never. it. It's proven. <laughs> okay, then. Well, Scott, you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation? Uh, not really. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a good game. I played it. I mean, I never finished it. I watched Zach play it. I played it some. I enjoyed it. I liked the whole walking down a hallway and then, you know, walking across one of the ledges and something pops up behind you and you just shoot over your shoulder at whatever it was. That was well, he points it. He takes his actual arm, extends it, doesn't even mm-hmm. look, and just shoots behind him. So that's why yeah. he ends up shooting the people chained up to the wall a lot. Because <laughs> he didn't oh, no, care. Cool. He's like, I'm here to save all the Androthy. And then he shoots them. Except for you bastards chained to the wall. <laughs> and, like, they had some chained to the floor that was shooting, like, uh, mining lasers. It was pretty damn funny. You'd um, walk up to them and thought, here's a bomb. Get it out of my pocket. Dude, why haven't you freaked your fucking self with this? I know, right? <laughs> this makes zero sense. Well, it's because they're going to beat me. Okay, we'll blow them up and they won't beat you anymore. I'm just saying. That's just me. <laughs> Crazy game. Crazy times with a crazy game. I know we used to play this one a lot. Best game ever. It really is an excellent, excellent game. Blackthorn, guys. Remember that. Go look it up on your emulators slash retro game stores. Wherever you want to do. If you want to spend money on it, it's there. If you want to download it for free, it's there. All right, guys. Well, that guess we'll end our retro conversation for this podcast. So Stay tuned for this break. So we're going to stay tuned for this break. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys sit back and relax. Listen to this relaxing, sexy commercial with the sexiest commercial voice of all time. What's up, gamers? Chris here. 
Do you like to pay what you want for bundles of games while also supporting charity? I thought you might. At Humble Bundle, you pay what you want for great content and support charity. Plus, when you use our partner link, you'll be supporting this podcast too. Use our Humble link, tiny.cc slash Horton Grimm. When you make your purchase to get great games, support awesome charities, and support this podcast. Remember, use our humble link, tiny.cc slash Horton Grimm, to support this podcast. Now back to the show. Alright guys, welcome back from the break. Thank you so much for sticking around. We appreciate it. We are here now with our second topic of today. We're going to talk about the present day game, which is Diablo 3. And Scott picked this topic. So Scott, hook it up, brother. Hook it up. Alright. So Diablo 3 was originally originally released for PC and Mac in 2012. And it was later released for the consoles in 2013 and 14 as the consoles came out. Now, it's had two expansions. Reaper of Souls was the first expansion. When it came out, it gave you, uh, I believe it was two new character slots and the Crusader, if I'm right. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And then... Later on, Rise of the Necromancer was released for PC and Mac and the newest generation consoles in 2017. Now, Rise of the Necromancer, all that did was reintroduce the Necromancer character from Diablo 2. And it was just basically a character pack. You didn't get a whole lot of extra stuff with it. Man, I think they added a boss. I looked and tried to find where the boss was that they added, and all I could find was that they added two new locations yeah. to the Act Vidian. 1 map. Vidian okay, see, I, I haven't played through the story in, since the Necromancer came out. I haven't played through the campaign again. Well, you, so, you kill him during bounties. Okay, good. Did they charge a full price for this expansion? No, no the expansion was that one was only like fourteen ninety nine or something. Okay, it wasn't. I was gonna say that'd have been outrageous. Yeah, I would not have purchased it. I Actually, it I didn't was... purchase. It was a gifted to me. It was awesome. I think I might have caught it on sale. Possibly sale. <laughs> Blame it on my ADD, baby. So anyway, Diablo 3 (laughs) picks up 20 years after the events of Diablo 2. Well, damn it. That's that's why What's-Her-Face is uh, around 23, I guess. Right. Um, What's what's What's-Her-Face? What's her name? uh, Lydia? I don't know. I don't remember her name. Yeah, I can't remember. She's insignificant. Actually, she's really significant. Actually, she was really significant. She's, <laughs> in the she's how the main bad guy came back into the world. Uh, um, no, she was Diablo. She is Diablo. Not how he okay. came back. It's, it's she is Diablo. But spoiler alert, forgot about that. Well, this game's been out six years. No, don't you're not getting. Yeah, any you're not worried alerts. about. Nobody's worried about spoilers. Everybody knows so, who. Supposed who to be did funny, what. gentlemen. Yeah. It was what we were adding on to your funny. You oh, well, yeah. With technical lingo. <laughs> Let's yeah. ruin the funny Let's... with technical lingo. No, no, no. It was supposed to enhance the funny. Oh, it enhanced something. I bet somebody chuckled twice after that conversation. You said something, they chuckled. I said something, they chuckled again. Double chuckle. Well, That's maybe, what they we chuck- guys. maybe they chuckled. They choked they on chuckled. their chuckle. But uh, yeah, Diablo, uh, Scott, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> We've hijacked the Diablo 3 section. Go no, ahead. it's okay. No, we haven't. We're good. We're just going with it. Let's go. Yeah, the, <laughs> the first expansion, Reaper of Souls, added a bad guy, added a boss. His name was Malthiel, Fallen Angel of Wisdom, I believe it was. 
Yeah. Second expansion was essentially just a character purchase, like I said, that reintroduced the Necromancer from Part Two. Um, the gameplay is basically a dungeon crawler. It's what you'd expect from one of those kinds of games. Lots of hacks, hacking and slashing and loot. Um, you get random stats on your drops, and everybody in your party gets uh, their own loot drop for the most part. Everybody gets to pick up something off the ground. Which uh, is nice, especially yeah. with, especially around Scott. He's a thief. <laughs> the uh, controls are pretty smooth on the PC. Slightly less so with the Xbox because, to me, playing with a mouse and keyboard is just the way to go as far as that game. Um, you can play it with a controller, but it's the button combinations and stuff are a little more difficult. The campaign mode, of course, is the mode you play through. You learn the story of... All the characters that are involved, you figure out who the bad guy is and how to fight him and how to kill him and whatnot. Um, then uh, you can go into adventure mode. Adventure mode allows the player to skip all five acts of the story. Just go wherever you want because the uh, they added something in called bounties. And you can just go to each map from each one of the acts and it shows you little icons on each map to tell you what needs to be done in each area. And as you complete those five bounties in each area, then you receive a reward from Tyrael. Who's Tyrael now? Tyrael was the fallen angel who helps you through the game. So, I got a question. So, I don't play this game, so I I got a question here. Shit. Okay. Um... Are bounties the quicker picker-upper? Oh, God. <laughs> but I, They're I definitely, guess the, definitely one of the quicker ways to level. Yeah, Quicker ways to get stuff as well. Um, See? It, okay, I just want to make... I heard that commercial. That's what that was about. Oh, Diablo 3. Oh, Got damn. It. Oh, damn. The quicker picker-upper bounties. This conversation is going down here quick. <laughs> so, anyway, Diablo... Um, Diablo's alter ego was Leah. Yes. Uh, now we have a name. Yes. So, like, she helps you in through the entire story and then turns into Diablo. <laughs> it was pretty great. And then, like, her grandmother, or whatever the hell she was, was, like, Diablo's advocate or something. Now, Adria, was that not her mother? Um, Mother, grandmother, something. Yeah, uh, mother. Adria mother. was yeah, Leah's yeah. mother, yeah. I guess she had... Uh, the intercourse with Diablo to begin with uh, a long time mm-hmm. ago, and then Diablo turned himself into a chick. I don't know. Diablo was does Diablo was possessing the dark what who the guy they called the Dark Wanderer, and that's from part two, I believe. I gotcha. So I didn't get to play part two. I wish I yeah, I, didn't I wish either. I had of, but because everybody's like, oh, it's so awesome. But I looked at the graphics, and I just can't even bear to look at it. One of the most interesting features of the of the game so far to me is the the rifts. I mean, rifts are, rifts are awesome. dungeons that kind of incorporate all the different areas of the game, all the different dungeons. They kind of you know slap the levels together. That, yeah, your that landscapes you are random. Right. There's three types of rifts. There's normal. There's the nephilim rifts, and the recently added challenge rifts. The Challenge Rift is a mode where players try out new builds that have been created by other players of the game. Now, you get a chance to go through this rift with the character build that the original player used. And to get a reward from it, you have to complete the rift faster than the original player. That's pretty interesting. I haven't tried that yet. But it's interesting. That sounds like a pretty cool game mode, actually. Right. Yeah, it's a lot better than just be like, oh, what do I do for the day? And then you're just chilling there doing nothing or just running the same old stuff over and over. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's good. I mean, this game has been out for a long time. Uh, Six years. Yeah. Can you, as a player, like say if you wanted to go in there, could you submit a build? Um, I, I, would sure they, I would assume there's a process. Most of the builds that you do in the game, if you follow uh, the website Icy Veins, they get those builds from just one of the few professional Diablo players. 
And um, I guess they sit around and just... Well, I'm sure they, they've had these calculated for a while because the sets haven't changed in a couple of seasons now, so... Right. Well, that's pretty cool. I like to so I think that's an interesting uh, mode. Challenge rifts, that's pretty interesting. The challenge rifts, yeah. they give you just like the basic, um, I guess, weapons and armor, and then they give you the, the skills. Just depends on what you want to do, really. Well, to me, it seems like it would be, you know, for those people who like a challenge, who want to change it up a little bit and, well, you know. Basically, I'd say like it was it. time attack mode. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, but they're giving you different, different skills and attributes, and then whatever the weapon, whatever the weapons are that they use. I would assume. I don't know. That's I just a good twist on it. It's uh, the character build that's being used is one that was created by an actual. That's correct. A person, actual player. Well, see, like most time modes, there's like. You know, you go in with familiar character or familiar right. skills, and you. Try to perfect those skills. This is like, okay, get through as fast as you can, but here's some skills you've never used together. Go. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's pretty neat. It's like, here's a class. Good luck. And you get a different class. I think it's each week or each. Yeah, I think it's each week. Yeah, it's a different. It's it's a different class with a different build. So what That's kind it. of classes are in the game? Well, there there's seven playable classes. You got the witch doctor, barbarian, wizard, monk, demon hunter, crusader, and necromancer. I mean, each one of them has, of course, their own unique attacks, weapons, armor. The Witch Doctor and the Necromancer, they use minions to to do their combat. Barbarian, Monk, Crusader, basically are melee classes. And the Wizard and the Demon Hunter are for ranged combat. Well, Necromancer I mean, has some ranged as well. It just depends on which, which uh, build you use. That's true. Monk, too, by the way. Monks are ranged at uh, all? Yeah. Uh, there was one bill where you do the, um, where you like drop the bell on people. It's ranged. Okay, but the majority of the combat is melee, right? Uh, there's two builds that are melee. One is ranged. Oh, okay. So all there's, the, do, do they, does the monk throw anything other than a bell? That's, that's, that's his skill that's for uh, ranged. I played that so, build before. Okay, so out of all the skills that he uses, he's got one skill that's ranged. I can actually give you the every skill if you'd like me to tell you, but most no, of it's them, all right. I'm just asking for a count. I mean, most, off the top of your head, most of them buff him for his ranged. See what I'm saying? So it's built it's built around that one skill to be not near shit when you cast it. So the further they away, the further they are away from you, the more damage they take. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. It's called uh, Wave of Light. Now, of course, you can be up near people with that one if you want. It just depends on what you want to do. Gotcha. Well, I've never played a monk, so I don't know. I don't know what his skills are or what he does other than what I've seen people do with it. I guess you could consider this one melee if you wanted to because a lot of it you get like you it's called crippling wave you can hit everything around you and it will do it, it like buffs up your damage but then you have dashing strike and mystic ally and just everything buffs your damage, and then once you get away from shit, uh, like the dashing strike's supposed to get you away from people, and then you use the wave of light, and it just pretty much annihilates everything, as long as you got the gear to go with it. So what else you got for us on Diablo 3? Um, that's about all the information I could dig up, really. I mean, I, other than talking about the experiences we've had when we play it, I mean, I, the music, I can tell you who the composers of the music were. Russell Brower, Derek Duke, and Glenn Stafford. Those are the music guys. So we, the all three names you can say, team. Yep. <laughs> Every week you've had music composers. Lately, it's always been like uh, some Brandon Swazovich. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this time we could pronounce everybody's name. That's great. <laughs> we got the, the all pronounce your name team there. That's good. 
Yeah. Um, as far as game goes, I mean, I there are a lot of people who play this game. There are a lot of guys on YouTube who make videos about this game. Genova Destro, follow him. They post their builds. They post their run-throughs, their speed runs, and all this other stuff. So it's a really popular game. People know a lot about it. I mean, I enjoy the game. It's fun for me. Um, I, As far as playing the game, uh, my favorite mode to play is adventure mode because it doesn't limit you just to the campaign. And ordinarily, see, I like the campaign modes, but I've played through the campaign with, I don't know, four or five different characters so i'm kind of off in the adventure mode i'd rather play that as anything else um if a person likes a dungeon crawler with rpg elements then you know i recommend giving the game a shot it's fun i like it no i will not play it why because i don't like it you never played it how do you know you don't like it I've seen it played, and I don't like the way it looks. I don't like all the stuff that's going on. There's too much going on. There's not that much going on. It's like five skills. It's like big balls of flames and fighting. That's all I see when I watch it. And some angel wings. I always see angel wings. <laughs> and you're planning on playing what game you were going to talk about? The where they, uh, where they shoot fireballs and stuff? Yeah, but you can see everything going on. Much clearer. We'll talk about that soon. We'll talk about that soon. You guys have anything else to add on Diablo 3? I don't. Nah, man, I'm good. So you had your feel. All right. (laughs) Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this Diablo 3 conversation. And we're about to hit that break. So we would appreciate it if you stuck around. Hear that commercial. Do whatever that commercial says because it's the right thing to do. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We will see you after the break. Bye-bye. Wait, no. Stay here. We're going to see you after break. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Horton Brothers Grimm listeners, do you love our podcast? Do you find yourself wanting more of our witty banter and underwhelming knowledge of video games? Then you are in luck. Go to our YouTube channel for Let's Plays and live streams of retro games featuring all three brothers. To find our channel, just click the link in the description of this episode or search Horton Brothers Grimm on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell while you're there so you never miss a new video. We want to thank you again for all your support. But now, let's get you back to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back from the break. We appreciate you sticking around. This is our third segment, The Future Game. And I got the pleasure, oh, the pleasure, to pick this game. And it is called Jump Force. And it is coming out in 2019. They have not exactly released a date yet, but it's coming out in 2019. It's going to be on the three major players, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC Master Race. That's right. This. And this game is a three by three brawler, so you get basically you get to pick three characters to face three characters, and then you fight. It's a fighting game. <laughs> nice, so Cause, sort of like tournament mode on Mortal Kombat back in the day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, basically, and it's got the you know the three D. So you got a big map that you're fighting on, and it's you got a lot of room to move. Because these characters need it. Because, of course, we're talking about characters from Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Naruto. Wait. With special appearances by a couple of Death Note characters, which I think is pretty awesome as well. I love Did Death Note. Did you say Note. Death Note? Yes. I have heard of that before. Yeah, it was a pretty I good did. show. That was one of the few animes I could actually watch. So you're telling me this game is based on anime characters? Yes. So you got something to scorn about? Yeah. Already? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have it this time, buddy. Right now, all right. Yes, now. All right. Well, uh, it's gotta yeah, happen. Let me all get right. my pillow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, a little bit of the Scott scorn for Jump Force. Okay. And he hasn't even played the game. First, I gotta ask a few questions. All right. Why 
must the characters tell everyone watching which attack they're going to use to melt the opponent's face? Do they think people who are avid viewers won't recognize the moves their favorite character uses on a regular basis? I mean, this is a little bit nuts in my opinion. I mean, what if what if Tyson had screamed, I'm going to bite your freaking ear off before he went all zombie on Holyfield? Maybe he would have moved. No, no. Would he have succeeded? No. The answer is no. Holyfield would have been like, not going to happen, bro, and smacked him a couple of good ones across the jaw. The fight would have ended, and Holyfield would still have two completely whole ears instead of looking like he just went three rounds with The Walking Dead. Nom, 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 nom. I'm just saying. All right, so, honestly, if it wasn't for all the characters telegraphing their attacks all the time, I think I would enjoy watching anime. One of my all-time favorite cartoon series from the 80s is the Transformers. In the early 2000s, someone did a reboot of the franchise in the anime style. It kind of ruined the show for me. Every time one of the characters would change from vehicle to robot or vice versa, the character would shout, Transform! Sometimes they would scream out the name of the weapon they were going to use to attack. Starscream would yell, Null Cannon Blast! Every time he used his laser cannons. In my opinion, that would be annoying. I agree with you. That was unnecessary and ridiculous. It made the show almost unwatchable for me. I know a lot of our listeners out there are anime fans. I don't mean to ruffle feathers, but come on. Do we really need to know when the skinny kid from One Piece is going to use his fist cannon or Hawk Gatling attack? Is it really a must have feature for the show? Won't you guys be able to tell what attack he's using by watching him? It's like they think the viewer is not very smart. I just, I, I just don't get it. Seems to me you guys should be pissed that the show is treating you like you don't pay attention to what your favorite characters are doing. Another thing I don't understand is that the episodes don't have a long runtime, and yet they choose to use up a large portion of the episode with all of the buildup for each attack. You got hey, one. Hey, to be fair, sorry to interrupt. It's all right. To be fair. They have corrected that situation in the last several years. Uh, like Dragon Ball Z was famous for that. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point Goku uh, it was had to go into the, uh, I guess you would call it the, uh, I don't know, heaven or whatever, you know, the mm. other world or whatever. And he was famous because he had to run down this road to get back to Earth, to get back to the other realm. He had to run down this road. And it probably took like 20 episodes for him to run down this road. Oh, my God. <laughs> they I went would... back and did a Dragon Ball Z Kai, or Dragon Ball Kai, and and they corrected all that. They shortened a lot of it. It's actually an enjoyable watch. But, yes, I get your gripe there. A lot of anime fans actually have that gripe, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have this one dude standing inside a power tornado or holding an energy ball in his hand for like 10 minutes before he throws the attack. The other guy just stands there and watches it happen. I'm sorry, but I believe I could get the heck out of the way. I know some of you Dragon Ball nerds would just stand there and watch if something like that were to happen in the real world. You'd stand there for the buildup and watch the energy blast come at you and be like, that is so freaking awesome. You'd be dead afterwards. It worked in Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But not before you got to see the awesome thing your favorite character did to you. Not me. I'd be all Indiana Jones and pull out a gun and shoot the guy in the head. I thought he used a whip. <laughs> he used a yeah. gun and a whip. One of his, yeah, one of the most famous scenes in Indiana Jones is like this guy's got these swords. And yeah, he's, he's like, standing oh. there doing all these spinning and whoa, and Indy pulls out the gun and says, boom, shoots him in the face. <laughs> I must have missed that Indiana Jones. Sorry, guys. Wow. You need to go back and rewatch that. You need to to look that up on YouTube. I don't even remember watching Indiana Jones, guys, uh, just to be quite honest with you. (laughs) The closest I think I got to Indiana Jones was through World of Warcraft, okay? There was a guy on there, a little NPC that you had to keep helping that was supposed Mm -hmm. to be in there. It was uh, the archaeologist or whatever it was. Jones, I think, was or something like that. I don't know. Right. can't remember what the actual character's name was. Yeah, so another thing is the fact that the characters fight and seem to throw a punch in slow motion. That must have had a Samsung phone. Must have. I mean, how long does it take to hit a guy in the face? In the anime world, it takes about 10 minutes to make contact with a fist. The kicks (laughs) last forever, too. I just don't get the fascination with this stuff. I know the style of animation is anime. What I don't get 
is why they have to make fights take so long. One of my favorite fighting games of all time was Street Fighter Two on the SNES. And he got his ass handed to him. Well, that may be true, but that's neither here nor there. I loved that game. Yes, I know the characters had names for their special attacks. I also remember they called out the names of the attacks when they did them. It didn't take a year for the attack to happen, though. Yoga you fire! Hit, I'm saying, you just hit the right button combination, and there it was. There was no long buildup of energy. It just flew across the screen and hit the opponent. Tiger rubber. Oh, you can! Oh, you can! I mean, you know. So, the footage <laughs> I've seen of this game has, sh- has shown a lot of the moves and attacks will be in the game. I will say that the animations and explosions of power look really cool. The game graphics are superb. Sonic the characters, Boom. The characters look just like they do on their respective shows. The developer did a great job putting this game together. Some of the names of the attacks kill me, though. I mean, um, 1,080-pound Phoenix? Really? <laughs> That's a big-ass bird. <laughs> Where do they get the names for this stuff? <laughs> mother- I love that, that one. That motherfucker's huge. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe what I just like my fighting like? games. I mean... What I don't know. It's like a pound. sword attack or something, what's, man. It's what's weird. double that? Is it? I don't understand why it's 1,080 1, pounds. Yeah, I don't okay, get wait. it. Okay, hold on. The 1,080-pound Phoenix is Zoro from One Piece, and he is a monster with swords. He actually fights with three swords. Two in his hands, one in his mouth. Wow. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> no, he's a bad motherfucker. I'm going to tell you right now, no you don't mess with Zoro. you can hold onto a sword with your mouth and be effective with it. No If way. you're that much of a sword master like Zoro is, you can. It doesn't <laughs> sound like Zoro, because Zoro had one sword and a horse. And he's able to summon a 1,080-pound phoenix. I mean, come on. <laughs> but with three but freaking swords, t- one in his mouth. Why a 2,000-pound phoenix? I don't get it. Why Why can't he be more... The, the, the birds stop eating? I mean... <laughs> Well, he's only got two hands and one mouth. If he had double of all of those, he could do 2,000 pounds, but he can't do it. So you're telling me, like, the guy's name is uh, Phoenix, or is it 1,080-pound Phoenix? No, his name is Zorro. Oh, yeah, that's right. There you go. So his name is Zorro, but he summons this bird as 1,080 pounds. Hmm, yep. And see, the thing about it is, when he attacks, he does the attack, and while he's in the midst of it, he hollers out, 1,080-pound Phoenix or some shit, and he attacks. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but that's you one piece is move, one of my favorites. Piano. <laughs> one piece it. is one of my favorite animes, bros. I'm sure uh, it is. I got I to gotta take up from my boy Zoro. He's awesome. He likes one piece. Everybody mm-hmm. likes one piece, I promise you. One piece multiple times. I bet you don't even know what one piece is. Apparently not. I, I mean, uh, it could mean anything. It's a treasure. That's, that's true. Okay. I'm guessing it is a treasure. It's a, a pirate treasure. Famous pirate treasure that everybody's searching the globe for. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. I got like <laughs> three yeah, lines right. left here, guys. Come on. Three lines of what? <laughs> all right. Go for one it. Go piece. for it. You got one piece left? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just like fighting games with less talking and more ass kicking. I definitely like my action cartoons with less talking about the attacks that are being thrown. I want to see the enemies get their asses handed to them. I don't really want to hear about it before it happens. When I was a kid, the guy that talked about beating somebody up was doing just that, talking. If you're going to fight if you were going to fight somebody for real, you didn't talk about it, you just walked up, smacked them in the mouth. Maybe that's why I have such a problem with the anime style of animation. So who do you know would just walk up and just smack people in the mouth? I know a few people. Hey. All in all, this Dirty game looks Harry. very cool. <laughs> I probably won't play it, but it looks pretty cool. Is and there that's anybody all I got close to, say to you about that, that would just walk up and slap somebody? I have one small brother that used to do that shit all the time. Yep. What the, What's his name? His name is Zach. I don't think so. I, I think you got the wrong brother. That was uh, Chris. No, no, I, it wasn't Chris. <laughs> no, see, the problem I, was I was talking when I was throwing my attacks, but it wasn't talking about the attacks. I was calling them names and stuff. So those are all yeah. Good. But if you were gonna hit somebody, you just walked up and hit them. You didn't talk about kicking their ass. You just walked up and started a fight. That's true. And then I would talk to him during, like, you and that's all fine and good. Wrong MF and all that. 
Because I'm crazy. Well, no, I'm not really crazy. That's what I. As much as I would love to sit here and let you relive all the I times don't want to relive anybody fighting, but we could uh, talk smack to them. We could just, I could have been like 1,080 pound Phoenix mm-hmm. and see what they did. So I don't know. Let's go back in time and, and try that. You could have said that to some of them and they would have been like, they'd have probably uh, ran like hell because they're like, this dude's crazy. What the F is he talking about? It is crazy. Anime fighting is is very unique, and it's got the style, and people love the style of announcing the f- attack, and that is a big deal for anime, especially these anime characters we're talking about right now. They these shows are all about fighting, yep, and skilled fighting, and and of course, like like Luffy, who is the the skinny guy who does yeah, the, the skinny Gatling. kid with the Gat- hot Gatling, yeah, his name is Luffy. Luffy, he has. Yeah, he has a gum gum. He has the gum gum fruit. He has eaten the devil fruit called the gum gum fruit, gum which gum makes fruit. him stretchy. Makes him stretchy, like Stretch Armstrong, but much, much, much stronger and much more skilled at fighting. And uh, but the thing about if you eat a devil fruit, you cannot swim. What the? F- Why would that even yes. matter? Because you're pirates on the ocean. Oh, so you eat the devil fruit and you had to stay on the boat. So if someone blew up your boat, you're screwed. Yeah, well that's. It's a weakness, so to say, if the if your enemy manages to get you into the ocean and you've eaten the devil fruit, then you're screwed, unless somebody can grab you and get you out. The other attack that he does is Bounce Man, is that right? Well, he does like a bunch of, we'll yeah, like Mega he turns Man into again? a big ball. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he turns into this big humongous thing with these cannons on his arms. Yeah, yeah. It's like or full, his he, arms are cannons now, or whatever. He has different gears of... Which is definitely basically just levels of his techniques. As the show goes on, this remember this show's almost at a thousand episodes, right? So he has there's powers about him I don't even know about yet. I hadn't even, I've only watched about five hundred and fifty of them. Hmm. Well, that so, bounce man was one of the attacks that was featured in uh, one of the trailers I saw correct. in this game. That's right, and I saw that, and I, to me it was brand new information because I'd never seen that one before. But I thought it was awesome. Because I haven't watched that far into the and to the anime yet, um, so we'll see. Now, this game is a 3D fighting game, as we mentioned. It's made by developer Spike Chunsoft and publisher Bandai Namco. Now, in case you're wondering why all three of these uh, different animes are able to be in the same game, um, it's always good to remember that Shonen Jump has a manga. It's a weekly manga. And it features a conglomerate. <laughs> can't even read this word. I type conglomerate of all these characters. So in this book, there's stories about each, uh, each one: Naruto, Dragon Ball, and One Piece. So this gives them the rights to make a game with all of the characters in it. Now, this isn't the first time that this that these characters have been together in a game. There's actually been six different games. Um, before this uh, I did put a link in your uh, in the notes there guys but there there's an article on kotaku.com and it was written by Richard Eisenbeis and it just basically goes over the games that these characters have been in together before Uh, I'll go over them real quickly Uh, there's a Famicom Jump History of Heroes which came out on the Famicom in 1989 um, then Famicom Jump 2 came out in 91, which is the sequel to the first one. And actually reduced the characters from 16 to 7. So you can only play 7 characters in that one. Including Goku. Uh, Goku, of course, is like the baddest of bad in the anime world. And basically mm-hmm. in the comic world, if you think. Because uh, one of the biggest debates online is if Goku fought Superman, who would win? Right. Because um, Goku is that powerful. Now, so, watching one now, the Jump Superstars looks pretty cool. Yeah, Jump Superstars is like a Super Smash Brothers type game. Yeah. Came out for Nintendo DS, two thousand five, and so it's actually on that. Yeah, it's got thirty four characters. It's pretty cool. Um, and there's actually one hundred sixty characters in the game in some capacity. So yeah. you do run across a ton of characters from Shonen Jump. Then they have another one, Jump Ultimate Stars, which is basically the same kind of game. 
and but it has 56 playable characters and it's also on the Nintendo DS. Damn, 56 characters. So that is four what's that four games and then they got the uh, I forgot where I got six at. There's a sixth one but I can't remember. Oh, it's yeah, it's called uh J-Star's Victory versus it, it's on the PlayStation 4 actually you can get it on the PlayStation 4 3D fighter game. It has Goku, Luffy, Naruto and Kenshin. So there's five, and now we got our sixth game, which is Jump Force. This one is actually the biggest and baddest one of of them all. This, this one is more, of course, it's futuristic. It's coming out on PlayStation 4 and all that. So it looks really awesome. The, the graphics in this game are beautiful. Now, they've only announced a few of the playable characters. They have not announced all of them yet. They are working on releasing them as time goes past until the release date they're going to keep naming characters and releasing videos of their moves and things of that nature hmm. um, right now the only playable characters that are announced are goku and frieza of course those two are you know pretty big deals in dragon ball right naruto naruto and suzuki from naruto are, of course two of the main characters monkey d luffy and roanoa roanoa zoro both from one piece of course Monkey D. Luffy is my favorite anime character, and I swear I love Goku so much. But Luffy just has he's he's just one of those he's just a badass. It's they're both basically the same character though, honestly. They just have different abilities. But I don't know, something about Luffy that makes me like him more. I don't know. Goku is, has that innocence to him and he's such a he's just I think I think Monkey D. Luffy has a little bit more grit to him. Because he's been through some shit. If you've watched the <laughs> anime, Luffy's been through some shit. And then, of course, non-playable characters is Light Yagami and Ryuk from Death Note. Now, they are not making those characters playable because they're too powerful. Because Ryuk can actually write people's names in the book and they die. Oh my god. Right. Because that's what the Death Note is. You write their name in the book and they die. So you can't be stopped. If you have that ability, so they're not playable characters on the game. Yeah, well, the uh, talking about Death Note, um, Netflix actually has a movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Death Note. Now, I watched that movie. I've never actually watched any animes, but the movie was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Oh, I was loved it, the movie. Uh, I thought it was great. anime or live action. No, it was mm-hmm. live. It was a live action movie. Live action has a uh, William De- Willem Dafoe in it. Willem Dafoe was the voice of the demon. That was freaking, oh wow, that was cool stuff, man. Oh yeah, it's pretty awesome. Reminded me a lot of his turn as the Green Goblin. Now, as far as how this game is going to play, we'll talk a little more about that. Um, it's just, again, it's a three versus three fighter game tag team, so you can tag in and out. But the one thing about this one is you share the same health bar. Oh, so wow. there's, there's not going to be a substitute somebody in and have full health. It's all until your team is dead for one health bar. So you you kind of got to be careful how you're playing it. So And it's got speed dashes. So you can actually... There's going to be a lot of fast-paced action in this game. And they've made it simple because you have... It's basically just a button masher, really. You, each button is a combo. Oh, wow. And it, but you can also hold an attack button down and use a a, sma- a smash attack, and which will take in enemy hits, but you can deliver a powerful strike after once you're charged up. Oh, see, there's that build up to attack again. There you go. <laughs> they put that in the game. It's a very simplistic uh, combat system. It's really that's where anybody can play it, you know. But once you tag, start tagging people in and stuff, you can make some cool combos and things of that nature. And if you try to block everything, you can get punished. Mm-hmm. And there's you got to be careful of your meters. You know, it's got to have meters of three special moves. Right. And I think this one is just going to be one of those kind of games that it's just fun. It's just all about fun. It's not about anything. I don't think it's going to be one of those games that gets played on the, you know, pro gamers contests and tournaments and things this is just going to be a fun little three-on-three tag fighting game and there's probably going to be a little story to it i'm sure again they haven't announced everything about it they did put out a demo in e3 now i did read an article where 
people were kind of down on the game a little bit. They weren't, they weren't hyped because they only have announced so many characters. There's only like six, eight characters announced for the game so far. So at E3, the people weren't too excited about it. It didn't get a great showing at E3, but hardcore fans are definitely keying up for this game. Right. Uh, especially with it being uh, the three, the three uh, big anime cartoons right dragon ball one piece naruto huge huge followings so i wouldn't and the people aren't too worried about their poor showing so some people are disappointed that they didn't get enough inf- a lot of information about the game but but the thing is they still saw the f- trailer and they was able to do a playable demo yeah that's why it's called teaser guys come on <laughs> oh yeah i want you to and, want more more information yeah you know how people are <laughs> that's just the way it is Give me but, more now. I want it on now. I want to know. Oh, just give me the game now for free. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> like, that ain't yeah, the way it game, works, boys. Game fans have become spoiled. The internet has spoiled everybody. I don't because, think it's just you know, game fans. I think well, it's Well, I mean, everybody. even movie, game fans, movie fans, TV fans, any kind of whatever. There's so much information out there about most things anymore that you, if you want to know something, you can go find it, you know? You don't even have to ask the people it, it involves. You just ask everybody around them. That's right. I mean, if you can't find it, then they get their panties in a twist because they can't find it. And then they cry and throw shit, try to shove remotes up their butt, you know, stuff like that. It's weird. <laughs> mm, sounds fun to me. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> so that's all I got to say about this game. I'm excited about it because I want to see Luffy versus Goku. I'm pumped about that fight. Uh, and I'm a, I like a lot of the characters. Uh, I would admit that I'm not a huge Naruto fan. I haven't really watched much of it. I am familiar with the characters. But overall, I'm just pretty excited to try this game out. And I'm not and I'm not even a fighting game person. I just want to play it to see Luffy versus Goku. And I'm excited. So it'll come out in 2019 at some point. I'm sure they will be releasing more information closer to the end of the year. But this one is going to be a big one. It's going to sell. This is going to be a big seller right here, especially with it being on PC as well. PC yeah. Master Race. PC Master Race. Well, that's all I got to say about it. You guys have anything to add? I'm good. Uh, actually, no, I'm good. Yep. Perfect. I said, well, I, I said my piece. Was it your, your one piece? piece? It was my one piece. That's what he wears swimming, folks. <laughs> one piece. Oh, baby. Well, they're <laughs> technically called trunks, but whatever. Hey. Technicality. Technicalities win. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, this will be the conclusion of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Before we head out, we want to give you some information about how you can find out where to find us on the internet. So, Zach, lead us off. Tell us where everybody can find you out there, bro. Asleep at the microphone. <laughs> and on uh, YouTube at Genova Destro. Twitter at Genova Destro. And Twitch, Genova Destro. Very simplistic. Genova Destro. Genova Destro. Scott, what about you? Where can we find you out there, Scott? Uh, you can find me on the YouTubes at the Games of Death. Death is spelled D-E-T-H. And also on Twitter as DeathDealer3. Now, dealer is spelled O-R at the end, not traditionally. And that's all I got. Cool, cool. And guys, you can find me, of course, on YouTube at Bang Bang Potato. And you can also find me on Twitter at Bang Bang Potato 1. And I'm actually on Instagram at Bang Bang Potato. I'm on Epic Games if you want to play Fortnite with me. Bang bang potato, just simple, easy. Now, I'll guys, I will also let you know if you can look down in the description of this podcast and find all these links for your clicky clicky perusal. So yes. please check them out. Click the linkies. We've made it super simple for you guys to find us. And of course, if you want to find us as a group, we are at Horton Graham on Twitter, at Horton Brothers Graham on YouTube. And Horton Brothers Grimm at gmail.com if you want to contact us. Gmail. And recommend. We would love to hear your recommendations for games to talk about. Now, we have not discussed our games for next week, although I do 
know this. We may or may not have a special guest on our next episode. It is not set in stone, but we may. If we don't, then we'll have some games picked for you. If we do, we want to allow the person who will be our guest to pick a game. So we're not going to set them this week. So stay tuned and check out our next episode and to see what games we'll be talking about. And if we have a special guest, it would be cool. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. All right. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember to hit five stars and leave a comment. Scott Scorn on iTunes. Or follow us and hit subscribe on whatever podcast service you listen to. Thank you so much for checking us out. This will be our final say of the night. Or the morning, whatever time you're listening to this. (laughs) And we hope you enjoyed and come back and see us next time. Take it easy. Boom goes the dynamite. Later.